Welcome to the Grow Podcast. I'm Christy McSweeney, and if you run a business or are thinking of taking the leap, this podcast is for you. I'll be interviewing special guests who run small businesses to large corporations. Each episode will include practical tips and advice to help your business thrive in this changing environment, relayed to you by people who have done it, are doing it, and some who have even done it multiple times. Proudly presented to you by Census, Australia's number one supporter of small and medium-sized businesses. Welcome to the Grow Podcast. At the end of the last financial year, the ATO was owed $53 billion in unpaid taxes. That was an increase by almost 30% on the prior year. $34 billion of that debt is undisputed. That's money that Australians know they need to pay. Two-thirds of that debt is owed by small businesses. It is expected that unpaid taxes will increase significantly due to COVID-19. Michael and Olga are both directors at TaxAssure. TaxAssure is Australia's most experienced tax debt management and advisory service. They are the expert go-between for businesses owing the ATO money. Michael, what prompted you to start TaxAssure? Thanks, Christy. It's essentially, it came out of necessity. We were seeing a lot of businesses, good quality, viable businesses, that had a problem with the ATO and had a problem engaging with the ATO on the debt that they had. And there was really an absence of specialist help in this area. Most businesses tended to go to their accountant for this sort of thing, as you can imagine. But it's not really accounting work. It's, it's, it's debt management work. It's really not in that core uh, space for accountants. And I feel for many accountants that, that had to deal with this work because there was really nowhere else for their clients to go. And look, now about a third of our work comes through the accounting profession and, and many of them are very grateful. The other thing that we were seeing, which was probably a little troubling is, is that a lot of businesses were also then, uh, if their accountant couldn't help them, were being sent to a liquidator. Now, liquidators had their space and it's very important and they uh, fulfill a very important role. But what we were finding is, is that more than 95% of the businesses that we were seeing didn't need to do that and were otherwise viable, provided we could manage the ATO for them. So that's where we, um, we started, and that's what made us really focus on this area because we saw there was a need, and, and you know we love helping people, and we can help a lot of good people out of a very difficult time. All we do is help businesses that owe money to the ATO in terms of getting them into optimal payment terms with the ATO, looking to see where we can reduce their debt where possible. And most of our clients, we find a way that we're able to do that. So we're not a an accounting firm. We're not a law firm. We don't do any of the mainstream accounting work. We focus purely on helping businesses with, with their ATO debt and getting that into what we call an optimal position, whereby the debt is payable in a way that's sustainable for the business. And as I said, where we can, we reduce that debt for them so that most of our clients at the end of it have a managed position with the ATO and our list tax. Olga, we mentioned that $34 billion of debt owed to the ATO is undisputed. Can you talk to us about the differences between disputed and undisputed tax? Sure. The, the main difference is between disputed and undisputed is that people either accept, they might not be happy with what their debt is and they might not be happy about having to pay it, but they accept that that's the total that needs to be paid. Disputed debt is where they contest the amount that's owing and want to have a fight. With the undisputed debt, that's where we come in and help people, whether it's the management, reducing the overall amount and getting it into a payment plan to put them back in that compliant position. Michael, how has the need for your services increased in recent years? 
Yes, look, it's, it's, it's increased significantly and probably for a number of reasons. The first one is probably purely awareness that there is a specialist provider out there doing this. You know, the number of times that we've had um, either the, it might be the referring accountant or the client themselves saying, I never knew people did this. I really wish we'd have met you a year ago and we'd avoided all that unnecessary angst and sleepless nights. And look, the ATR have confirmed that with us. They've made a comment. We're the most experienced tax debt advisors and we're really the only mainstream ones that are, this is all we do. And, and so, yeah, so that's driven it in, in part. And in part, it's been the economic conditions. And with that, you really need to look at, you know, the world has changed a little bit since uh, the beginning of last year. And you look at pre-COVID and post-COVID, but what has driven businesses to come to us is, is that the ATO debt position, and we, you made a comment around the fact that it has grown significantly, and it certainly has been growing significantly prior to COVID. And coming out of it, for those that remember with the GFC, the debt position of the ATO has grown significantly. And even pre-COVID, it was in excess of $20 billion. That's a lot of money. And so the commission was under a lot of pressure to bring that debt under control. And that meant that it became a bit more difficult dealing with the ATO and that drove a lot of businesses to us. With COVID, a similar thing has happened. And I think in a far greater way that uh, the debt position now is, as you pointed out, is $53 billion. And that's only as at 30 June last year. We know from our contacts that a lot of debt is still being deferred and unreported. So we just don't know what that debt position is today but it's significant and the ATO and the government need to do something to get that debt in. Olga, once people are aware of their debt, how long does it normally take to resolve issues with the ATO? The average time for us to help people is about four to six weeks. We even had someone last week, I had a client that we were able to get all of their interest and penalties remitted and written off and get them into a long-term payment plan. And they had been, in their words, fighting with the ATO for 12 months and they couldn't believe how quickly it had all been sorted. There are some people that we are working with through, especially through COVID, that we're helping them manage this debt on a long-term process, looking at their different cash flow and their positions over a period of time. But that's more because they need the management and the longer-term help. Whereas with other people, that's a great thing about what we do in this business is that they're so stressed when they come to us. And after four to six weeks, they're, they're off and running and able to just look after their business and run their business without the stress and the worry of this extra debt. Olga, the ATO gave businesses a grace period during COVID. Is that coming to an end soon? Yeah, absolutely. So in September, the Deputy Commissioner of the ATO actually made a press release advising that they would be starting to collect again. And those automatic holds and the automatic grace period and the leniency they had been given people over the COVID period would be coming to an end. There's a lot of examples that we're now seeing with clients, accountants and also um, prospective clients. The ATO is sending out text messages, people are getting letters again, and they're actively collecting. We also understand with our contacts and the, the people within the debt areas that we're speaking to every day that they have a direction to start collecting again. Super debt has never really been given a grace period or put on hold and they're very actively and strongly collecting that and undertaking and looking at enforcement action to make sure people are compliant with their super. The other thing we're also seeing is it's not enough to just raise a flag that says COVID and ask for a hold. They've now gone back to the usual procedures of wanting full applications, detailed applications and reasoning as to why the debt hasn't been paid, why lodgements haven't been lodged. And they're also differentiating between old debt 
and whether you want to call it new or COVID debt. So the ATO systems are sophisticated in that they recognise if this is a five-year-old debt and, again, you sort of do a bit of a song and dance about COVID, it won't be enough to get you an extra period of time or to write that debt off. And, Michael, what's your opinion? Do you think the ATO will be sympathetic to businesses when trying to collect their tax debt? I think they've been very supportive to date and I think they have recognised that they have done a lot to support businesses, and particularly small businesses, with JobKeeper, with um, a lot of the the cash boost and that sort of thing. But I think they've also reached a point where they've recognised that enough is enough, because one of the things that would certainly be concerned for the ATO, not only the level of debt for the ATO, but the level of debt for small businesses, and understanding that those businesses may reach a point whereby if the ATO allow the debt to get too big, then they won't be able to pay it off in any time frame that's acceptable for the ATO. And then we suddenly have businesses pushed into the hands of the liquidators. So whilst I think, yes, they will be sympathetic, and I agree with what Olga has said, particularly with what uh, we call you know, new businesses that have never had debt with the ATO and have been generally compliant. Certainly, um, I think with the businesses that have had debt previously and can't really shoot it all back to COVID, I think those businesses, uh, the sympathy is, is, is running short. We've been told directly by a number of senior people within the ATO, there's a window, and this is the way they talk about it, that there is a window to deal with the ATO and engage with the ATO on, I guess, more supportive terms, but that window is rapidly closed. And that's certainly what we're saying to all of our clients. You know, now is the time to engage with the ATO um, and don't leave it until the ATO is contacting you. Olga, you spoke of businesses that you help get on top of their debt. Were those businesses large or small or a combination of all? It's a combination of all. So we help anyone that has undisputed tax debt. So that includes your local tradie, it includes doctors, it includes a mining company, it includes ASX listed companies. The breadth really is that broad and that wide. I'll go through a couple of really quick examples, I think, that will help people understand that they're not alone, especially during the COVID times. There's a lot of people, as Michael said, that have faced new debt that haven't ever been in a debt position before. It's extremely stressful and they do feel like they're they're on their own and that no one else is going through what they are at the moment. We helped a, a young carpenter that had 85000 in tax debt and he actually went and saw a liquidator because he thought he had no choice other than to wind his company up. The liquidator said to him, you don't need me, you need to go and see Tax Assure because they will help you manage the debt, get on top of it because he had a fully viable business. He just needed a bit more time and some breathing space because a lot of his contracts during COVID weren't progressing and weren't moving forward. Another couple, an elderly couple in their mid-60s that we helped uh, were local GPs in a small country town and they had had 20 years of tax debt. That had just got all too much for them to deal with, all too much to handle and we were able to actually halve the total of their debt because of the amount of interest and penalties um, that had built up over that particular time. A larger company that we helped was a mining company and they had a large bass that was coming up that they were about to lodge that they knew they weren't going to be able to pay. So to ensure that they stayed compliant and weren't on the end of any enforcement action, they got us involved straight away. So as soon as that were lodged, we were able to help them get into a payment plan that they could afford. Another example of a business that we were able to help, again, they saw us and also a liquidator on exactly the same day. 
their debt was half a million dollars and it had been that way for a number of years. They were not viable at that point. The director felt that it was completely hopeless and he had no other option. Someone in his networking group had actually heard of us. As Michael said, people say that they wish they wish that they'd heard of us earlier. So he came and had a meeting with us. We worked with him to both get the company back into a compliant position because they were receiving garnishee notices, the directors were receiving um, director penalty notices, and there was a lot of enforcement action happening. What we were able to do is get them into a payment plan that they could afford. But the biggest difference that we made for them is we got rid of all of the interest and penalties that they'd accumulated over about 10 years. And so the debt at the end was only 140000 So that turned a non-compliant business where the director wasn't sleeping, thought that he had no option other than to wind the business up into a completely viable business that he's now making a good profit. He's sleeping again and continuing to run with his business. Michael, small businesses are really cost conscious in this environment. How do you work with a small business in terms of fee structure when they come to you looking to minimise their debt or get on top of their engagement with the ATO? Sure, Christy. And look, I think the first thing to say is that it costs nothing to come and have a chat to us. Um, We will certainly have a talk with anybody who has an issue with the ATO in terms of their debt. In terms of how we get paid, we, we agree an upfront fee with every client. We make it affordable. We don't want to have a situation whereby we take a, a, a bigger problem with the ATO and create a smaller problem with us in terms of fees. So what I would say, though, is, is that for the vast majority of our clients, if not all of our clients, by the time that we've finished working with them, um, they have paid our fees and including our fees are less taxed to the ATO. So from a cash flow perspective, they're ahead of the game. Olga, why do businesses use your company instead of their accountant? Following on from what Michael said before, we are specialists in what we do. This is all we do. We just help people with tax debt. So we don't help people in the compliance or the front end space as accountants would with BASs and your general lodgements. We just help with the debt space. Effectively, we live and breathe the debt area. So we speak to them every day. We understand the changes. You wouldn't expect an accountant to be on top of the changes. The landscape is changing all the time. The other thing that's very different and I think very important is all of us as directors, our background is lawyers. And a lot of the applications, especially in relation to the remission of interest and penalties, is based on the ATO's legal practice notes. We do very, very detailed applications, about 13 to 15 pages long. And we've also developed some really great relationships with the debt area in the ATO. We know what they need, we know what they want, and they also really like dealing with us as well, which does also make a big difference. The other thing that we're seeing a lot of at the moment is accountants are under the pump. So they're very busy helping people with your job keepers, with your cash flow boost, with compliance. And so the time that is required to actually help them in relation to the this debt area is very, very time consuming and very specific as well. Michael and Olga, in recent years, the ATO has made a lot of legislative changes around directors of companies being liable for the debt that's incurred as a company operates. Can you talk us through some of those changes and what it means for people who do incur tax debt? Thanks, Christy. Really, really important. And I think it's one of the things that, you know, we from time to time have to deliver some fairly 
difficult news to some of our clients and some of the directors whereby they operate through a company structure and they think, well, you know, worst case scenario, the debt's all over there. Uh, and we have to tell them, no, the, the debt can sit with you and can be brought back to you personally. And then their home is at stake. And, and, and you know, that obviously changes the ballgame for them significantly. So you're right, the ATO has passed a, a lot of legislation over the previous years, and particularly in the last couple of years, around making directors, you know, personally liable for unpaid superannuation, for unpaid PAYG withholding tax, which is the tax that you take out of people's wages that you don't pay. The most recent one is they've actually added GST in there. So most of the taxes that uh, businesses pay now can be sheeted back to the directors and can even be sheeted back to the directors after the company goes into liquidation, depending on how they've been with their lodgements and telling the ATO what they owe. So it's a really important thing for directors to be aware of that they really need to get on top of this debt because it's not just the company that's at stake here. It can be themselves and their families and their homes. I'll just add on to that as well. We've also seen some examples where a husband and wife were joint directors. They then split up and divorce and the wife remains, usually it's the wife, still remains liable for those company debts that have come across to the directors, even though she's no longer married to her husband who was running the company at the time. Michael, what closing advice would you provide to businesses about tax debt? Get in contact with the HR and engage now. It's important that you do it now rather than when the ATO is uh, in a, probably a less supportive mood and that, that period will certainly come and get ahead of the game and deal with it on your own terms rather than when the ATO is knocking on the door for you. If you need help with that, then certainly get in touch. We can certainly help you and, um, and have, a, have a chat just to see what your options might be. And if I can also just add on to that, a lot of people feel that if the ATO aren't knocking, as Michael said, then that they've been forgotten about, but they will eventually. Just because no one is hassling them right now doesn't mean this debt will go away and doesn't mean there won't be a point in time very soon that there will be things like garnishing notices, director penalty notices and the enforcement action from the ATO. And it's much better to act right now to get those favourable outcomes than to to wait for those things to happen. Michael and Olga, thank you so much for chatting with us today. Thanks for listening to The Grow Podcast. For future episodes, be sure to subscribe. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Census, Australia's number one supporter of small and medium-sized businesses.